started Tea Talk with Ty, I was so nervous of how to make it all work. But let me tell you about the program that made it so easy for me. It was Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's absolutely the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free 99. You can't beat free 99. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google, everywhere. Did I mention you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership? What? It's everything you need to make a podcast in absolutely one place. So take that leap, start that podcast, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, my friends, welcome to Tea Talk with Ty, the podcast that encourages you to take a sip and chat about life, wellness, love, and everything else in between. <laughs> I'm your host and new BFF, Ty Wonder, and I'm cheering you on to greatness. So grab a cup of coffee, tea, or whatever you prefer to sip on, get cozy, and let's chat. All right. So our first interview today, we have Cassandra Morris. Is it Cassandra or Cassandra? Let me say that right. It is right. Cassandra, but I will literally never notice or correct you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that works. I, I don't like, you know, having a name like Taisha. I try to be conscious of how to pronounce people's first names. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, I always try to pronounce correctly too. I think it's a sign of respect. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Absolutely. So Cassandra, first of all, thanks for joining us today on Tea Talk Thank with Ty. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the first questions, um, just to get a little bit of background of who you are and where you're from. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am Cassandra and, um, uh, Ms. Taisha and I have known each other, um, through a, a dance studio that we both dance at. Um, and I've been on Facebook friends, uh, Facebook friends for a little while. Um, and I've lived in Charlotte for, I guess, going on 16 or 17 years now. Um, yeah, so I've lived in Charlotte for a while. <laughs> cool. Cool. Where'd you grow up? Um, kind of a mix. I went between California, Florida, and North Carolina. So like different parts of my life came from different <laughs> places and, um, cultural backgrounds, I guess, yeah, <laughs> depending on where I grew up. Yeah, that's an interesting mix from California to North Carolina. And what was the other place? Uh, South, South Florida. Florida probably isn't too much different than California, depending on where you're at. But from California uh, to North Carolina? Yeah, definitely yeah. a heavy Latin population in both California and Southern yeah. Florida. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. Okay, okay. So with the thoughts, with the current events of the world, well, it's truly our nation but the world is paying attention which is an awesome yes. thing yes. um oh well i have to ask this question first and i hate mm -hmm. to ask this question but they can't see you so can you yeah. tell us <laughs> what your ethnicity is yeah absolutely so i am uh, i know you mentioned before you don't like color so we like flavors <laughs> i'm of the vanilla variety <laughs> um, yeah it's a super important question it is pertinent because it will like direct what is a what 
the conversation would be and what's important in our particular conversation in this climate. So it's a, it's a good question. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So tell me, um, and like I said before, feel free to speak freely. All I ask is just that everything is respectful and no anti anything. Unless it's anti-ignorance, that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, can you tell us your thoughts of the the current state of the nation and how it's affecting you right now? Yeah, um, it's uh, obviously really hard to watch, um, you know, the unnecessary killing of anyone is is hard to watch but it is especially hard to see when it's um, racially driven because when i see someone yes i acknowledge that their skin is darker or lighter or different than mine but that doesn't register to me to think of them as different because of that so it's really hard to watch and see that um and uh it's hard for me specifically though i am um Caucasian and can live in a society as a Caucasian person. I am also Jewish, so I have a unique understanding of persecution within my family, though it is nowhere near the same um, of someone of color dealing with this. Um, it's really hard for me because it hits close to home because I my family came to America fleeing Hitler from Germany. Wow. Um, so it's really, really, it hits very personally to me, though it's different for me. Um, I'll be honest, like my biggest question is, is like, how do we as the group of people not being directly affected, how do we help people of color most effectively? Like where, you know, you know, you have social justice warriors and you have the people, you know, behind the keyboards, type, type, typing. And um, but what is the best use of us and you know, it's a word I don't particularly love, but like the white privilege thing, like how do we utilize that to help the cause, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Is, um, I, I, the, the whole white privilege thing, like I didn't get what that term meant until a few years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Um, mainly because I, I was raised not to see yeah. racial difference. Like, of course, growing up, I grew up in South Carolina, so they tell you. Mm-hmm. I remember, I distinctly remember my mom telling me, you know, you have to remember you're a black girl and Mm -hmm. you can't, you know, you have to carry yourself a certain type of way or they look down on you, which Mm. I didn't understand. Cause I, I mean, I, I remember I had a, somebody said, why are you playing with the white girl? And I went home and was like, mommy, what's a white girl? Like, I didn't know. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But, um, but it, it, unfortunately it is something that exists. You can look at, Mm um, and I, I, have seen it a lot in cases that I've watched with people. Um, I don't want to say criminals. I hate to say it like that, but mm-hmm. people who've done the same crime, mm-hmm. literally the same crime and get completely different sentences. You yes. know, the, the vanilla flavor gets a slap on the wrist, the chocolate mm-hmm. one. Yeah, no, you're, there's no yes. coming back from that. Um, yeah. And I think the, the the best thing that everyone can do right now is just realize that um, people are hurting. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it's a hurtful thing to have known that your ancestors were brought to this country. We have adapted. We've loved this country. We've served this country. And I, I mean, I. 
it's obvious we've done great things for this country. Absolutely, um, gosh. And and I think I think one reason it hurts our generation so bad is because we finally thought, okay, they're starting we're starting to see equality because we had a chocolate president. Yes. And now it's like Oh no, just kidding. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, uh, three <laughs> steps forward, four steps back or something right, like that, you know, right. almost. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think that that's the thing is that people just need to understand that, um, we're, it's, it's hurtful and it's scary. Um, and having those type of conversations with everybody of all mm -hmm. races, creeds, religions, thoughts, whatever you know, understand that, hey, we're, it's a sad thing to be fearful for your life. So be mm -hmm. thankful that if you go out and you get pulled over by a cop, you don't have a reason to be scared. Yes. You know, um, just understand that there's, even if you don't see it because you could be colorblind, like a lot of us are, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that everybody is that way, unfortunately. And I think yeah. just letting your chocolate brothers and sisters <laughs> know that um you know you hear us you're you know you're empathetic with us um and you hate the situation i feel like that goes a long way yes you yes. know it's a start anyway yes definitely for start. sure definitely, definitely like um sticking up for i find in listening like having conversations like this and not trying to think about what I'm going to say next, but listening to you and reacting to you. Um, I reached out to another friend of mine who I know is hurting in this particular situation. Who's also of the chocolate variety. Um, <laughs> who, uh, who uh, you know, she, you know, she asked like, speak out where you can educate people where you can use right. your privilege to speak to people. And it's hard for me to imagine. I, I was raised I was raised to not like, kind of like you, like people are people and it doesn't matter what the skin color right. is. My mom's favorite story to tell of me is like, as a child, like you said, you'd go play with the white girls and you had no idea that that was a thing that you were doing because it was just right. your friend. Um, yeah, my mom right. loves to tell the story of like when I realized other people had different skin color. Like we were out at some like festival or swap meet and there was a vendor and the woman happened to be African-American. Mm-hmm. And um, I am a small child and I go, mommy, that person has dark skin. <laughs> and my, my mom goes, looks at her, looks I at me and goes, so mortified. Yes, she, goes, she literally looks at her, looks at me and goes, yes, she does. And it was literally just a young child realizing. Right. <laughs> like right. it was no more than that. And my mom had the reaction like, yeah, yeah, yes, she does. That's that, it is what it is. And like from a right. young age, I thought, so it just, it, it breaks my heart to see yeah. that it's a thing. I, when I moved, unfortunately, to North Carolina from Fort Lauderdale, and I started to, you know, in Fort, Fort Lauderdale, it's less African American and more, you know, the Latino population. Right. Um, so, you know, that's what I grew up in a lot until I was like 14 years old. Mm -hmm. um, when I moved up here, and then I would hear people, unfortunately, in the South that can skew, unfortunately, more racist. I, um, I, uh, I was shocked. Like, I didn't know how to process it. I was like, what is this? Like, why I'm are you sure, talking sure. like that? Like, that's not like, the, who cares if that white girl likes that 
black boy like why is that right. a thing that is important or matters like right. <laughs> they like each other it's cool like so yeah it's really hard to wrap my brain around and just like I want like I want to do everything I can but I also don't want to step outside of my my like lane also like if it's not appropriate for me to do <laughs> I don't know if there's such a thing you know yeah. because I, I I had said on my social media post today Mm-hmm. fundamentally it's not a mm-hmm. race issue it's not a political mm-hmm. issue it's a human issue yes you absolutely know, if you strip our backgrounds and shades of beautiful everything mm-hmm. away we're mm-hmm. all humans yes and if we all learn to treat each other with respect as humans none of that mm-hmm. would even matter you know what i mean yeah. yes well i know like one of the most joyous like if we could just look at each other like humans like oh my god this world would be such an incredible place to live in like some of the most joy i brought is from our dance studio where you know it's just a like i look at it as a group of women and i love how diverse that group of women is because i can walk in there and it's just beautiful beautiful supportive women some of which are black, some of which are white, some of which are Asian, some of which are Latino. Right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> like it works like the world like, in there sometimes. Wow. There's so many ethnicities and accents. You're just a wonderful, wonderful, strong woman. Right. And and I just like I like the my my level of joy in that studio is some yeah. of the highest level of joy I feel. And um, I just, God, if the world could understand that, oh my God, it'd be so much better. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you hear him? I can. Oh, Hi, doggo. Supporting <laughs> me coming upstairs and he's still around. Okay, I oh think the gosh. only reason you don't hear a dog with a squeaky toy is because my boyfriend took my dog out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm gonna have to do like (laughs) somebody come get this dog okay all right (laughs) some of the other Um, podcasts i listen to there's like a cat a cat meowing in the background so (laughs) i I used to try to edit all that stuff out and i'm like you know what that's real like i am a real human with a real real child and a dog (laughs) yes hey life is life (laughs) right well, I do have a few questions for you. Yeah, um, absolutely. On the um, the questions that I put out on Facebook mm-hmm. and the responses, um, one of the questions you already answered about how it makes you feel. Okay. Um, where's the question I'm looking for? Um, what What are you fearful about for this whole situation? Um, I'm fearful that it will be all for nothing. Um, Mm. I would hate to go through the pain that this country is going through, the pain that um, people of color and their allies are going through to hopefully make progress. Like there are people getting hurt and there are businesses and buildings being destructed, which is secondary to lives always but it still causes a lot of pain and I would hate to see the country go through pain and not make progress. And unfortunately with, um, 
the current administration we are dealing with, I'm fearful that um, it will fall on deaf ears or have, you know, reverse actions made that we don't want to have made trying right. to deal with it is my biggest fear. Right. Because um, I support action. I support people doing what they need to do to be treated like not only equal. I said this earlier to someone. I said not only equal in rights, but in equal in treatment. Because, yeah. um, yeah. you know, theoretically on paper, there's not really difference in rights. You know, you have the right to vote. You have the right to be free. You have the right to own guns and speak out and theoretically, but in your treatment, it's, it's not the same. Right. Um, and that's, I fear that all the things we're doing and all the pain that is being experienced right now is, is, will not result in change that we need. Yeah, that is really scary. That's, that terrifies me too. I'm not even yeah. gonna lie. Um, what are your thoughts on, um, on Kaepernick? Were you, were, did you understand his protest and why he did the protest he did and um, or did you not? And then what are your thoughts about it now? Yeah, no, um, I totally understand what he did. I support what he did. I loved what he did. I thought it was beautiful and peaceful and powerful. It got the conversation started. I hate that it cost him his football career. Um, that was awful and then everyone gets mad well why don't we peacefully protest i'm like um <laughs> he, he did and he got fired and then nothing changed right um so i fired and blacklisted actually yeah yeah he like he can't what i would love like i heard rumblings of him coming to the panthers and i was like please bring him here i would right. i would go to a panthers game like <laughs> i'm not a big football person but i would throw my money behind that <laughs> right um yeah no i totally got and i thought it was a beautiful beautiful way for him to you know not like um if if what i read was correct he had spoken to a soldier uh, mm -hmm. in order to not disrespect the country and the flag, but get his statement across. Correct. And I think, you know, kneeling is, is a respectful, like we kneel. I mean, I remember in high schools and the color guard <laughs> and when someone would get hurt, you would kneel out of respect right. for that person. Like you taking a knee, I don't think is disrespectful inherently. So I thought it was a good move to make a powerful statement without, um, without being disrespectful to a country that has also afforded him wonderful things, you know, um, as a, you know, as an athlete and, you know, um, but also say, hey, but this is also not cool and we need to fix this problem within our country. Um, it breaks my heart that it was not received well. I cannot wrap my brain around why people cannot get that it was not a disrespectful move to a country, just a statement on how people are being treated. Right. Um, right. I would love was, to see him come back. He's great. <laughs> yeah. That was a tough one for me being a yeah. veteran and a proud veteran at that. Yeah. And yeah. understanding like at first I had to research because, you know, I mm -hmm. think as a veteran, that was my knee jerk reaction. What do you mean? You're, you're not going to stand. You're going to Yeah. Kneel. Like respect the flag. And I totally understand that. Knee -jerk right. reaction. Like, it's a very fair. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. but, um, I read his reasons, but still mm -hmm. didn't you know, 
until I read that he actually got the because he was doing something else. I can't remember yes. what it was. He was I think sitting. he just wasn't. He, I thought, yeah, he was staying on the bench. Yeah, I think, I think he was, he was just doing. sitting during the national anthem. And a yeah. veteran reached out to him and said, hey, that's disrespectful. Yes. And then they had a conversation of, well, you know, this is a better way of not being rude. Yeah. Um, yes. Once I understood that, then I'm like, okay, I got it. Now, I, you know, as a veteran, I can't not stand for the, the flat. Like, I just, I can't, but I yeah. get it, you know? Yeah. Um, and he really was ahead of his time, it feels like, because of course these things have been happening for years and years, mm -hmm. but social media spotlighted it. And I don't think until he got that media attention about the protest, I don't think most people even paid attention to police brutality. You know, like, I don't think they did outside of Rodney King. I remember that being a big thing when I was a kid, but that's just something that you, you might've heard a rumbling or two about, but it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm literally, I had not heard much about Rodney King. I'm literally like typing into my Google right now so I can <laughs> understand the reference a little bit better because unfortunately, like as a white girl, you know, that, you know, I understood the importance of equality and all that stuff, but it was not something that like yeah. affected my life as much. And if it wasn't in the right. forefront right. of the conversation, it wouldn't have been something that unfortunately reached me. Right. Um, but now, yeah, he definitely, I, it's definitely been much more in the forefront and it is probably a direct result of Kaepernick's actions. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. and that's, I think that's another reason why we're hurting so bad as a community mm -hmm. because Rodney King happened 30 years ago, maybe it's, mm -hmm. it's been a long time. It may not have been yeah. that long, but it's been, it's been a long time. I was a kid when it happened Yeah. and, um, you know, it was one of those things that you, only heard rumors about cops um beating up chocolate people but mm -hmm. you actually saw it someone recorded it and they yeah. beat this man to a pulp mm. um i don't even remember what they stopped him for but they i mean they stumped on him be it was terrible and um i remember the the riots in la were really bad because of that and so when i mm -hmm. saw heartbreaking videos of LA um, this morning of their protest. You know, I, I don't agree with anybody tearing up their community, burning things to the ground. But for some places where it's been worse, like because mm -hmm. Rodney King happened in LA, I, I don't agree with it, but I understand. Mm -hmm. uh, someone posted it was really good. What... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was finished. You're fine. So, uh, someone um, posted, it was really good. It was like, uh, I was saying, like, I don't like my, again, we're talking about knee-jerk reactions, like my knee-jerk reaction to like violence. I'm like, violence is never the answer. Like that was my knee-jerk. Right. Like, this is bad. Don't do it. What are you doing? Peaceful. Right. Why? You know, like that was my first like. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then I really thought about it and I'm like, I'm tired of this and it's been a couple years of being in the forefront can i even imagine like i can't imagine it like for you you know and all of our chocolate brothers and sisters it's been your whole life like you're tired right. from your whole life so if i'm tired from a couple years of news stories i like what does that mean for someone who's literally grew up being taught to 
unfortunately fear the police and fear the very people who are supposed to be protecting you. Right. Um, and so I was like, I understand why we're where we're at. And I also understand like throughout points of history where like nothing happened until it got ugly. Right. And that's what triggered, like you have Stonewall, you have, um, you know, the Boston Tea Party where the property mm -hmm. was destroyed or people got hurt, but you know what? It sucks that that happened, but you know what happened after that? A lot of the, you know, um, the LGBTQ movement started out of that. The freedom of America started up after that. You know, a lot of the, the big revolutions in history unfortunately stemmed because no one listened before when it was peaceful. And now they're like, all right, F this. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, it's not, my knee-jerk reaction is to not condone it, but like I 100% understand, understand it and like right. get it. And I can't say that they're bad for it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I agree. I was, um, I haven't had a chance to fact check this yet, but mm -hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine that I was, um, while I was doing my errands that didn't go the time, like I wanted to go today. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about the situation because she actually, um, is one of my best friends that encouraged me to come up with tea talk mm -hmm. and help give me the name. Honestly, thank you. Um, we were talking about the situation and um, I'm, I'm blessed to have friends of so many different cultures and backgrounds and opinions and thoughts. And um, she said to me, she was talking to um, her tenant who's mm -hmm. of, a, of a different flavor. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about the situation at hand and she was saying, you know, she doesn't condone the riots, but she said, you also have to look at in history mm -hmm. um, before Martin Luther, after they killed Martin Luther King or after he was killed, I should say that mm -hmm. it was, I think she said $46 billion of damage. Mm -hmm. I, and I she was I like, too. nothing was done until yeah. they had that much money of mm -hmm. damages that had mm -hmm. to be fixed. And like I said, I haven't fact checked that, but it, it does make a lot of sense. You know, some people, um, I guess, I don't want to say it's, it's white privilege. It's just privilege altogether. When you have a certain amount of money in your bank account, there's just some things you just don't care about because it don't affect mm -hmm. you, yeah. you know? And I think some of the, um, some of the powers that be because they know their money is good. They just don't care, but you yeah. hit them in their pockets. Now they care. You know, unfortunately, yeah. For, yeah, unfortunately money talks, money talks. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, you would, you like this and it, it kind of goes with what you just said. There's another podcast I listened to. that's amazing called, um, what a day. Uh -huh. Um, it's by crooked media, the same people who do pod save America. Okay. And they just do quick little like 20 minutes every day, kind of like covering the big topics. Um, and one of the hosts of it, her name is Akila Hughes. Mm -hmm. And she was commenting. And obviously one of the big things they're talking about right now is the protesting and, and all that going on. Right, um, right. And she made the statement. She was like, they, they were choosing to, I don't know if condone is the right word, but support. Mm -hmm. um, the protesting getting a little more aggressive and violent um, because she said, unfortunately, like you have to like, isn't that the point of protesting is to make people uncomfortable to change? Like that's what causes people to make change oh, yeah. to be oh, yeah. uncomfortable. That's a and 
Yeah. And I was like, no one was uncomfortable when Kaepernick was kneeling. They could just push right, him to the right. side and tell him he was being disrespectful. Right, no one was right. uncomfortable. So why would they change anything? Right. Now we're uncomfortable. It's hard to watch. I support the cause of what is being said. I support the equality and the better treatment and the change. And it's uncomfortable for me to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I'm for all of this, you know? <laughs> right. right. So like, it was a really, I thought that was really powerful. Um, it's in one of her, that one of the really, more recent episodes. Really. And it was really, really great. And it was a really great statement. I was like, yes, because uh, I've had several points in my own life. It has obviously nothing to do with this, but like, I didn't change anything in my life until I became uncomfortable. I was like, I'm not That's comfortable true. here anymore. I need to make a change, that you know? Um, so, I mean, it was a really good point. I, I, it made me rethink how I felt about the more aggressive, violent things happening. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I always say magic happens outside of your comfort zone. So I mean, she's she's right. That's a that's a really dope statement for right now. That we all are just we all are just uncomfortable. I mean, I, I've seen a few very ignorant, hurtful things on social media um, mm-hmm. from people not understanding anything about the situation. But I think the majority, or at least in my circle. The majority mm-hmm. of everybody is just is hurting and trying to mm-hmm. figure out how can we fix this like this is just really uncomfortable I don't like this you mm-hmm. know and I've never seen um, I've never seen this much conversation about equality or race in my lifetime mm-hmm. you know like this is this is new um, yeah. I even had a, a friend I went to Um, well all through school elementary middle and high school with that reached out to me and she said I just want you to know I'm talking to my girls about race equality and at first I thought well I don't know how to feel about that you know because it's like (laughs) but then I realized like you have to have those conversations with them because not because you don't teach them like she Mm -hmm. could be you know like us we're not you know I'm and I know her. She and I played with her lots of times. Mm-hmm. I know she's not like that. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they go to school and they might be around other kids who their parents are completely different, you know, and their parents could have racial biases or you know whatever negative stigma towards people of other races and put that into your kids. So it's like if you don't have that conversation with them, someone will. For sure. And it may not be a good one. That's really, yeah. it, it, it took my breath away. Like, wow. Like we really do, you know, especially yeah. growing up being, you know, a, a chocolate caramel, whatever color, whatever <laughs> shade I am. Cause it changed. It seemed like shade beautiful, <laughs> from winter to summer. Shade beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I think most of my makeup is like pecan or something. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) um, you know, that was always a conversation we had to have just because we had to be mindful of, of how we presented ourselves, you know, and, um, I haven't had to have too much conversation with my daughter. I'm not ready for it, to be honest. That's pretty sad. It's, well, it's, it's scary. It, it is. It's like she she's so much like me. Mm-hmm. Um, she just loved people. 
Aww. you know. Um, her first little best friend slash boyfriend in preschool was oh. a little vanilla boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, she's like me. She don't care. You like me. I like you. We good. You know, like, I think, I think she told me, and oh, gosh, if she listens to this, she's going to be so mad at me. But she, she <laughs> might, she, hypothetically speaking, she might have had a crush. And he, he's a little, um, what, what? flavor that I call Asian. I don't remember what I called them, but he's a little Asian boy. I was like, oh, I love it. You know, just because I, I know that means she's not, she's not looking at race because none of that really matters, you know? It, it doesn't. I don't think I, I don't think I dated a white boy until I was <laughs> 25 <laughs> or 26. <laughs> I had... <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up in South Florida, so there's a lot of uh, Hispanic people around me. Yeah, yeah it's like that caramel yeah. and uh... <laughs> yeah, and that makes a difference where you grow up at and, and what you see mostly of, you yeah. know. Because, like I said, growing up in California and uh, Florida, yeah. I would imagine you'd see a huge Latino yeah. population and still be used to seeing so much diversity and culture. Mm -hmm. And then for me, growing up in the South it was predominantly vanilla mm -hmm. and very, very few Latinos. Mm -hmm. So once I got out into the real world, I was like, Oh, there's all <laughs> these different types of people. It was amazing. <laughs> you know, but I had, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> and that makes a difference. Um, sure. And I feel like it's part of the conversation too, because people who've grown up in the South and people who've grown up on the West coast are going to see this completely different. You know, because racism is deep rooted in the South, especially oh, yeah. when you're talking about South Carolina, Georgia, where I'm from. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's different there than it would be in like New York or L.A. or San Diego, you know, mm -hmm. it's an yeah, important part of the conversation. And I think that's why um, the protesting has been different in different cities, you know? Yes. Yes. It's not, it's, it's in places like the West Coast where no one sees race anyway, it's, mm -hmm. hard, it's hard to tolerate, <laughs> you know? And I think that's why they're, they're angry, angry. Like yeah. they don't a whole nother level angry out there. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in the South, like we've been dealing with this our whole life. We already know yeah. what it is. We've just got to be peaceful about it and say our peace. Like, I really do think it's a mentality of how, where you're physically located at the moment is why. It can, but, absolutely. Yeah, I really do think it has a lot to do with it. Well, being exposed to different, like, people and types of people and being able to step out of your own experience is is so important. Like I try to understand, like this goes even between gender. Like it's really hard. Like I've had this conversation with my own boyfriend. He'll like, Hey, let's go for a walk. I'm like, well, it's nine o'clock at night and it's dark outside. I'm a woman. I'm not going for a walk, you know? Right. Um, right. And it's, you know, he's, he's wonderful. And I've spoken to him and he understands my, why it's frustrating for me, not personally, but he can understand once I explain it to him, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, you have to understand other people's experience. Like just because you don't experience doesn't make it not real for someone. Like, and right, I see right. a lot of these people like that I 
tend to get into it sometimes with on social media. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> like I notice, like we're having a conversation and like they are almost, it almost feels like they're incapable of stepping out of their box. Like this isn't right. a problem because it hasn't happened to me. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, but it, it is real just because it hasn't happened to you doesn't make it less real. And I think a lot of people have trouble with that like right. if we could all step out of our own experience and understand that different people experience the world in very different ways right. we could help so many more people yeah i agree i agree with that and i saw that a lot once i went off to the marine corps and met people from different walks of life and different thoughts and opinions and i think that's why i gravitate to people that are not necessarily from one area but just from everywhere Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because, you know, everyone's going to have like if having the same conversation is going to be different between almost everybody I know, you yes. know, just because everybody has different experiences. I'm and, nodding um, aggressively at what you're saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like it, it's, so, it's so true. Now, mm -hmm. oh, I have another good question. I'm going to ask yes, you okay. Um, have you ever seen racism in action? Um, I wouldn't say like super extreme versions, but um, I, I've kind of already said this example, but I, I remember one of the first times I experienced like verbal, just straight up racism. Um, and it totally took me back and I didn't know um, uh, it was in high school when uh, a guy reacted like uh, there was like a, a girl that he liked who was white mm -hmm. and she did not reciprocate the emotions and the guy she liked happened to be black mm -hmm. and the comments that came out of his mouth I'm like holy cow I was like you can be sad or hurt that she doesn't like like you but why why would you make those comments about that person that has to do like their, their race has nothing to do with the situation um <laughs> Uh, which goes through sexism and racism all at the same time, that situation. But uh, that was my, right, like one of my right. first experiences with it. And I was just completely like, what? Like, I couldn't believe it was like right in my face. Like it was always like a theoretical thing that exists, racism. Right. That it happens, it exists, it's in this country and it's this, idea and then all of a sudden it was like right in front of me with someone I knew and at that point considered a friend too like I was like whoa wait what like right. uh, yeah it was yeah so I, I mean I have seen it I haven't seen personally other than like on the news mm -hmm. things but yeah it, I have encountered it oh, wow. in person but it's it's not great um it's not great <laughs> yeah have you ever had to put a friend in their place about something that you thought was racist or was, you know, or could have been racist or anything? Um, uh, I haven't. At the time, I was a little scared 15-year-old who didn't particularly know how to uh, stand up for what was right. Mm -hmm. um, but I have put people in their place. Um, again, I'm uh, being Jewish, um, I've had encountered, like, anti-Semitism personally. Mm. And I've had people say things to me and I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> let's let's have this conversation because that is not acceptable. <laughs> right. That, like, you know, people will, you know, crack jokes at the expense of, you know, Jews that approach stereotypes or even like, uh, heaven forbid, like Holocaust jokes are like my 
my line. Like I can take a joke about certain stereotypes, but let's not joke about six million people being killed because they were Jewish. Right, right. <laughs> um, not funny at all. Not no, funny, not yeah. Funny. So right. I, you know, r racism specifically, no, but definitely anti-Semitism when yeah. it across my, your, my... With your family um, mm -hmm. being of Jewish descent, have they mm -hmm. had conversations about what's going on right now and how they feel about it? Yeah, I've, I've definitely talked to, um, you know, my parents about it. We, I actually had dinner with them last night and we sat down and we had a conversation about, um, like how we felt about it. And all of us are pretty much in agreement. like, while well, it's sad and you don't necessarily want to condone violence. We understand why it's happening and why it's important and why I don't think the people doing it are terrible, crazy people, you know, like it's right, very warranted. Right. So we've had that conversation. We've also talked about like, how do I, as, um, a person who feels strongly about the equal treatment of people, but also a business owner, um, right. react publicly to this, you know? So, nice. um, it's been a, an interesting line in conversation. So, but we're definitely having a dialogue open about it. Yeah, I'm sure. So. I, I would imagine that's a different, a different level of pain and empathy, you know, because mm -hmm. they understand what it's like to be targeted because of something that like you can't control you know yeah, what i mean absolutely. like you can't like, i was just born this way it's not right. I didn't, like, it's just who i am like right yeah and i think that was why like i remember reading the story of anne frank and being so fascinated mm -hmm. yet terrified um about it and i know that sounds so cliche mm -hmm. um because that's about the only story i do know about that time but you know i remember thinking realizing how terrible it is to be targeted just because of your religion mm -hmm. and not even connecting the dots that yeah. at some point my ancestors were targeted just like that because of the color of their skin. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. like it's, it's all, that's why I said like, if we understood fundamental, fundamentally, it's a human issue, you know, singling out any group of people, whether it be by race, religion, thought process, you know, hell, I don't know, sport, whatever, but, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, through, throughout history, I mean, we have, you know, America with um, people of color, you have Egypt and Germany and uh, wherever else with the Jews and, um, mm -hmm. you know, we have, you know, Cuba there will, I don't know if that's the same thing, but I mean, you have like, um, what is it? Um, King Leopold the, in Denmark and in the Congo, you had Egypt, you had, I mean, there's so many instances in, of genocides and horrible things throughout history. Uh, Pol Pot in um, Cambodia, I mean, that one was recent too, you know, um, right, where right. you know people were being persecuted because of just uh, uh, something they were born as or who they were. Right. Um, we just so existed and accepted other people. Gosh, do you imagine right. how much better? Right. Gosh. The world will definitely be a better place. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, hopefully, 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 hopefully this will wake people up to, you know, facilitate more conversations to figure out how we can make more changes and really not just put a Band-Aid on an issue that's been here from the beginning of time, 
you know, mm-hmm. actually doing something about it to where, you know, everyone is equal, you know, hopefully. Yes. yes. Hopefully. <laughs> well, if you do you have any other thoughts or anything else that you'd like to share or shout out any of your social medias? That is totally up to you. Uh, you know, I think I'm okay right now. I, I think okay. uh, we had a really great conversation. I'm excited about it. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me. Thank you again for having, having this conversation with you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I truly appreciate you. And um, until next time. Absolutely. I'll uh, see you dance, girl. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for joining me this week on Tea Talk with Ty. I would love to connect with you. I am on all social media platforms at I am Ty Wonder and online at tywonder.guru. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave me a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week. <laughs>